0: Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder Ruth. I'm Betsy Marvin and this is episode 46. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed His people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again, and... Even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again, they wept together. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. Ruth 1, 6-15 The more I study the book of Ruth... more I have come to realize that although this book is entitled Ruth, it's really a story of Naomi. As we move through this series, I think you'll come to agree with me. Our verses today begin the shift of the story. Naomi has heard that life in Judah has changed and God has blessed Bethlehem with crops, renewing the house of bread that it is. So she, along with Ruth and Orpah, set out from their home in Moab to return to Judah. In one verse, life completely changed for this little family of women. One commentary shares the view that when Naomi heard of God's blessing, she wanted to be a part of it. She could have stayed in Moab and wished her life was different, but she chose to move back to where God was at work. Bethlehem would be different from when she left, but it was still home. Drained of all that had given her life meaning, her husband and sons, she held on to the hope that returning to her hometown would at least be a better place to live out her last days. I like this idea of hope, but I'm not sure that's what motivated her. In the patriarchal society of that time, Ruth and Orpah had become part of Elimelech's family when they married his sons, even though Elimelech had died years before. This bound them to Naomi more than to their own families. But from our verses today, we can see that Naomi seeks to change this. She is determined to spare them from the empty life they would have in Bethlehem. It's interesting that she waited until they were on the road to bring up the idea that the girls returned to their hometown. It's almost as if she didn't want them to be in a place where they could persuade her to stay. She wants to emancipate them, free them to pursue new futures. This sacrificial act of compassion is more than we can truly understand today in our culture. To let them go would lead to a life alone, without help, without companionship. Yet she puts their futures ahead of her own. The pros of them returning to Moab far outweigh the cons of Bethlehem. As pagan, Gentile, barren girls, their prospects in Bethlehem were frankly zero. Moab meant family protection and the possibility of a second marriage. Naomi speaks with them saying, Go back to your mother's homes and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. As she says this, they all weep together and the girls insist on going with her. This small part of a sentence shows us the deep love the girls have developed for their mother-in-law. Naomi does mean pleasant, and I get the impression that she had been a loving mother-in-law. She had cared for them as they navigated their infertility and the loss of their husbands. These three women had bonded through their pain and loss and become a family. Naomi pushes them harder. Why should you go with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? Naomi isn't testing their loyalty. She's pushing them toward a future. In Bethlehem, they were sure to outlive her and would live a life of a refugee in a foreign land. This is something Naomi completely understands, and she does not desire that life for them. These verses are our first hint at the Leorite law that stated that a widow without children was to be married to the next son in the family in order to maintain the family line. We'll go deeper into this law later. In Carolyn Custis James' commentary, she calls Naomi a female Job. As catastrophes and loss plague her, it seems as if God has forgotten her, just as it seemed for Job. In verse 13, Naomi says, Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. This is a strong statement, but she's speaking from her heart. She is connecting her life experience with God, saying that he is the source of her trouble because she knows he could have stopped them. Rather than criticize her for her hurt, let's notice that Job moment right here. She's lamenting, just as Job did when he stated in chapter 16 of Job, Yahweh has made me his target. His archers surround me. Or in chapter 27 when he says, the Almighty has made me taste bitterness of the soul. Both Job and Naomi were suffering, and they show us what it looks like to be honest with God. I get it. Maybe you do too. That moment when you just don't understand and wonder what God is up to. It's so hard to put the God of love together with the God who sees our suffering and lets it happen. We want to know why, just as they did. As Naomi wrestles with God, angry at her lot in life at that moment, we can see that she hasn't lost all faith in Him. She is trusting Him for the lives of her daughters just not for herself. At this point, Orpah decides to return to Moab and her family, but Ruth clings to Naomi. Each girl had a choice to make, and yes, they chose differently, but they both showed loyalty in a different way. One, loyalty through obedience. We don't know what happened to Orpah, but Some Jewish traditions say that she went on to have four sons, one of whom was Goliath. There's no way to know if that's true, but it's an interesting twist. Look, Naomi said to Ruth, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. This is the third push. Not because Naomi doesn't want Ruth with her, but because she wants more for her. Have you ever found yourself in this kind of situation? On your own road to Bethlehem, trying to keep others from going down with you, so to speak? I mean, how often do you think you know better than someone else and seek to make decisions for their life based on your opinion? Next week, we'll look into what Ruth does. But for now, I'll leave you with this question. How honest are you with God? Do you allow yourself to really say what you feel, what you think? As we move through this book, I think it's important to note how much we need Naomi's story, her lament, her questions, her doubt. They give us permission to do the same. Whether you've been through the loss of a loved one, through painful circumstances, have been angry and blamed God, feeling a lot like Job, Naomi shows us that we can be angry and that even in this, we can take a step forward. Naomi continued on the road to Bethlehem. Even in her confusion and bitterness, She found her way back home. Do you need to do the same? May you remember that God hears you. You can be honest and open with Him because He laments with you and He continues to love you even if you're wandering through the wilderness. Amen.